Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome in to this week's episode of the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. Welcome in all the regulars, welcome in all the new people. I'm your host, Matt Cobold, here with Max Faulkner. Max, we got a lot of new people possibly listening in tonight. Oh my goodness. Just in this past week, Cobra Z, we've gotten over uh, 150, it might be over 150 subscribers. I lost count. Okay. We want to thank you all for subscribing, liking, commenting, thank and you. coming out to the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast tonight and supporting us. We appreciate you guys so much because, wait. Hey, we love talking about sports, and we are not afraid to get real with sports, Cole Breezy. Am I right about that or what? We are not afraid to get real with you're, sports. You're right about that, brother. Where can they hear us at? So not only can you get us here on YouTube, but also Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, and X, also formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, what's going on, man? We got a lot of sports to talk about, but I want to hear from you real quick. What's been going on, brother? How was that Super Bowl for you? Ooh, it was it was a fun Super Bowl, man. Fun Super Bowl. We had some friends over. Did a slow roasted pork. Actually, you oh. did the same thing, if I'm not mistaken, Cole Breezy. I did my honey balsamic, yes, Ooh, sir. Oh my goodness, we didn't do that. Okay, we didn't do that. Okay. That's that's a. I'm gonna need that recipe one of these days. You're gonna have oh, to pass yeah. it on. Pass I, it on. I gave Unless... it. I, I gave it to your wife. Let's not forget it. Well, she has it. She has it. Oh, she, she made it. it? For yeah, she, she keistered it. She's yeah. sitting on it. Uh, it might very well be. Uh, I, I'm not too sure where our cookbooks are located. It might be keistered somewhere uh, that is very unpleasant to, to try and find. But uh, so we did do a slow roasted barbecue pork. Okay. And I, I'm telling you right now, it was a hit. Okay. We have, we have a friend from Texas. She came up to me. She literally came up to me and said, uh -oh. Max, I got to tell you, you know, I'm from Texas and that's like oh. the barbecue capital of the world. Is it and now? Ever, ever since I moved over here to Tennessee, I've been looking for a slow roasted pork, and I, I just I just can't find a good sandwich. But when it comes to your slow roasted pork, I got to tell you, yours is the best that I have had. I was like, oh. That's snap. a hell of an accent. That's a hell of an <laughs> accent first. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting good. I'm getting good at my southern accents here. Uh, wow. Wow. So, she, hadn't, she hadn't found pork like yours around Tennessee, huh? Apparently not. Uh, we haven't tried too much around here ourselves, so we can't we can't really tell you. But it was mouthwatering. I, I saw I saw people I saw people have two two three sandwiches. Okay, oh. that's when you know you got some good slow roasted pork, old breezy. Oh, yeah. But apparently, no one wanted my damn potato salad. You know how much potato salad I made? Probably like ten pounds worth of potato salad. Whoa, okay, you could you could have been doing some shoulder press. Could have been doing some shoulder press, and uh, yeah, triceps. no one my some triceps. <laughs> yeah, some triceps, some triceps, some buys. Okay, show the, both at the same time, tricep bicep combo. <laughs> but uh, I, I was uh, very upset about that because it was damn delicious. Okay, uh, leftovers, uh, leftovers. Apparently, people don't like uh, raw onion. I get it, I get it. I, I cut it very thin. I cut it very thin. But you got to put it in a, some, some potato salad. Who eats potato salad without onion? Whatever. What you gonna sure. put Plenty of leftovers. <laughs> Go crazy. How was your Super Bowl, man? Was it fun? Fun, man. Went over to Wilson's and Jamila's. Uh, Will came over too. Uh, like I said, made that honey balsamic pulled pork. Mouth watering as always. Had a couple other goodies. Had our white rascals. Everybody brought white rascals. Uh, gotta gotta get them as a sponsor for this show one day. Oh, that'd be amazing. But yeah, great great night, and uh, it's been a relaxing 
relaxing weekend, relaxing week, and I'm excited for uh, 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 me and Zach went to the Buffs game on Saturday. Let's not blowout. It was a <laughs> blowout. I uh, I was I must have been drinking too too much Coors Light here lately because I I was drunk on the Buffs, lost by 20, <laughs> 20, 20 point blowout. Ninety nine seventy nine, I believe, but yep. it, fun atmosphere. Yeah. We went to uh, we went to Avanti on Pearl Street before the game. Zach and I and watched a few games and got there. Got there a good time and fun time with Zach. Definitely, definitely good time. Very nice, man. Yeah, you can't go wrong going to, to a basketball game on a Saturday night. And uh, those seats that you guys had, I must say, those are some really nice seats. Uh, forty bucks to go see a top ten team in the nation. I come on, come on, Steve. I'm, I'm in there every time. Arizona is looking more and more like a contender as as the season moves on here. The Wildcats of Arizona. Let's not sleep that Purdue kicked Arizona's ass sure. this season in. Sure. Uh, was that Canada? No, no, that was Alabama. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, it was Indi- Indianapolis, I believe. Indianapolis, yes, thank you. It was, a, well, technically, technically a home game, yeah. But let's not get going too quick here on college basketball. I know uh, we're bur- I know we're oof, bursting at the seams to get on. into some college basketball talk because we're mid February right now. Max, don't shit yourself, but we're four and a half weeks away from Selection Sunday. <sighs> we're four and a half weeks away from Selection Sunday. I call me crazy, but I don't think it's too early to start talking bubble teams. No, t- start talking possible one seeds. Like we're we're four and a half weeks away. We're four and a half weeks away. St. Patty's Day, March 17th, Selection mm. Sunday. I can't wait. So this is the main, mainly going to be a college basketball podcast episode this week. But we got to start with our Super Bowl review here, Max. Yeah. Because the Kansas City Chiefs, Patty Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, damn it, they came back. In overtime, 25 to 22, oh, yeah. the San Francisco 49ers. And the Don't Tell Mama MVP, Christian McCaffrey. This was a good one, Max. But first off, the Chiefs are the first team to repeat in the NFL since the 03-04 New England Patriots. This is actually only the eighth time a team has repeated in the NFL. Only eight repeats in the NFL. Really hard to do. Yeah, it, it really is. Mm-hmm. Tough game. <laughs> we can we can debate uh, sports. What, what the toughest one is. Tell us in the comments. Tell us in the comments what, what sport it is toughest to repeat Please, in. Yeah, definitely. Looking at the passing receiving game here, the, uh, the Chiefs had 53 more passing yards. Patty was 34 of 46 for 333 yards, two tutties and a pick. Nice. Travis Kelsey was the main man in the second half in second overtime. Half. He had nine catches for 93 yards on 10 targets. But only one receiving yard at halftime. I took his under on, I think it was 70, 70 and a half receiving yards on the prop. I took his under. One yard at halftime, I was sitting there looking good. But Travis Kelsey, tough to bet against him in a Super Bowl with his boy, Patty. Looking at San Francisco here, Brock Purdy was 23 of 38. 38 pass attempts for Brock Purdy. Mm. 255 yards and one touchdown. I'm curious if what their record is when Brock throws for 38 times. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey was the leading receiver. He had eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Nice. Debo had three catches on 11 targets. Damn. 11 targets. Come on, Debo. Debo. Come on, Debo. Damn. Brandon Ayuk, my guy, only three catches. George Kittle, a guy we both like, two catches. 
Come on, boss. Come on, boss. Let's look at the ground game here. The Chiefs outgained the Niners by 20 on the ground, 130 to 110. Okay, so good good numbers from both teams. Decent, yeah. Patty Mahomes was actually the Chiefs' leading rusher. He rushed nine times for 66 yards. Isaiah Pacheco chipped in 18 carries for 59 yards. Christian McCaffrey led the game with 22 carries for 80 yards. Both teams had two turnover. Both teams had two turnovers and six penalties apiece. Max, what do you think about this 25 to 22 Chiefs Super Bowl win and these numbers? Yeah, you know, I I like the game uh, from beginning to end. I like I like a good defensive game, by the way, and that's how it was at least in the first half. Second half, you know, it sprouted up a little bit, and going into overtime, seeing a game-winning touchdown—that's always fun. Okay, it's always fun. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll even shout out uh, the. The halftime show with Usher. I, I, th- I thought it was a good <laughs> halftime show. I'll be honest. I was yeah, like, yeah. All right, hell yeah, hell yeah, that was good. Uh, Cobrezi, uh, remind me the the song uh, "Let It Burn." Let it burn. Mm. Uh, that that's about an STD, right? <laughs> I don't know what the uh, what the motivation was behind that song for Usher, but that yeah. is a possibility. Yeah, yeah, it might be a possibility because uh, from what I heard, I'm not a huge Usher fan. I got no problem with him. I got no problem with Usher. Obviously, he's incredibly talented, but uh, apparently, his confession, t- his conf- sorry, confessions two album, uh, it was when he cheated on his uh, on his wife, and then he let that he came up with that song, "Let It Burn," and so people were saying that it was "Let It Burn" in his heart because of what he did, but. Come on now. I think there was something a little bit deeper there. And not just deep in the heart. I'm talking deep in his pants. Okay. Yeah. Probably, probably needed some uh, <laughs> some, some penicillin. Uh, probably needed some penicillin for that. Maybe something back here too. Could be <laughs> could be a couple of things burning. Could, could be a couple of things burning for Usher. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it, it was a really fun game. Uh, it's always fun to be with friends, eating good food, having some good brews, uh, you know, and just just watching a football game, talking the shit while you're at it. You know, it's it, it was a good time. And uh, I, I think I, I think for the most part, everyone would agree, considering that it was the most viewed uh, Super Bowl game or uh, I'm sorry, most viewed sports game ever. Right. It, out of all I sports? know Super Bowl. I know Super, Super Bowl for sure. For sure. If that's, anyone that's uh, can verify that for us, leave it here in the comments. Uh, we'd appreciate that. But uh, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people are saying it's the Taylor uh, Swift effect. Yeah, it, that is definitely a huge part of it. No doubt about it. That's why she was there for the Super Bowl. I'll tell you right now, they wanted to break records. More money, more view, more viewership, more money. But it was a great game. I loved it. Let's talk a little bit about some accolades, some history here. Christian McCaffrey, like I said, the Don't Tell Mama MVP. He was the first player in Super Bowl history to record 75-plus rushing yards and 75-plus receiving yards in the Super Bowl. Mm. San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Jawan Jennings became the second player in Super Bowl history to throw a touchdown and receive a touchdown in the big game. Can you tell me the other guy who did that? Throw a touchdown and receive a touchdown? 2018. 2018? Play along at home. Only two guys have ever done it in the Super Bowl. Throw a touchdown and receive a touchdown. Uh, I, uh, I'm i blanking. Oh, wait, Julian Edelman. The old Philly special, Nick Foles. 
Nick Foles, <laughs> 2018. Sweet, sweet. Julian Edelman. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you never. <laughs> I, I just said, it was better than saying, I don't know, nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah good uh, guess, good guess. The Chiefs, you know, that we didn't have them winning the Super Bowl. You know, we had the we had the Bills coming Bills. out of the AFC. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, they led the league in offensive penal- penalties this season. Led the league in offensive penalties. They led the league in drops. Mm. They didn't have a thousand yard rusher on the season. And now now let's let's talk about the Super Bowls here. They've they've gone to four out of the last five. Okay. They faced a double digit deficit in all four of their Super Bowl uh, appearances. All four of their Super Bowl appearances, they've they faced a double digit deficit. Let's look at Andy Reid. This is his third championship. There's only four other guys with three championships. Joe Gibbs and Bill Walsh each have three. 49ers and Redskins. Chuck Noll for the Steelers has four. And, of course, Big Bill. Big Bill. Bill Belichick has six. Anything on uh, Andy Reid in the top five coaches for Super Bowl wins? He's a top five coach potentially in the history of football. Uh, Well, yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that. That's debatable. Right now, he might be very well the best coach in the game. Can we say that? Can we? Because uh, Bill, Bill, hey, we would say Bill Belichick, but he doesn't have a job right now, right? So does Andy Reid slip up into number one? Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think that would make yeah. sense. Uh, yeah. yeah. Andy Reid's awesome. I love Andy Reid. I brought this up a while back. Uh, it, it was fun at, at with all our, our buddies as well. Doesn't Andy Reid look like the walrus from Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> oh, yeah. <Definitely. laughs> I'll, bring, I'll keep bringing this Definitely. up every year until people start Definitely. getting it. Uh, there's Definitely. a picture of it. No uh, doubt. <laughs> Funny to talk about, but regardless, this guy knows football. He's just a stud when it comes to the paper, making the decisions. Yeah. Gotta love the guy. And the fact that he could, the fact that Travis Nutcase Kelsey comes up and chest the bumps fuck him, was screaming that? into his face. The fuck was that? Can we talk about Kelsey for about two minutes here, real quick? Um, two minutes. Two minutes. That's <laughs> it. That's that's all I need. Okay. Travis Kelsey is insane. Okay. I don't know if he's roided up, but. For one thing, to go up to your coach and, you know, chest bump him, screaming in his face. Okay, that's no. one thing. Okay, it's which ridiculous. is obviously like, come on, it's Andy Reid, dude. It's not like, you know, like, how about we do a vice versa? What if Andy Reid were to do that to you? Oh, you know, yeah. then and Andy Reid's going to get a bunch of shit. Uh, but, okay. Uh, anyway, moving past that already. I want to go to the end of the game where they won. They're holding up the trophy. And then Travis Kelsey comes up and they ask him questions and he starts going, Oh viva, yeah. Viva Las Vegas. What's going on with that? Dude, that guy is insane. Okay. He, he is roided up. Okay. <laughs> also really quick. One thing I'm going to bring up in Taylor Swift is that instance. Okay. I don't know if anyone saw, but my wife and I saw it. Okay. And also when he started saying viva, viva Las Vegas, my wife and I both looked at each other and straight up. We were just like, that guy's a dick. Like, like that guy is a dick. All right. It, it just, I could just, I could just tell, I could just tell that this guy is just a Jack. Uh, but, but, but anyway, Taylor Swift, they panned over to her. There was a point where she had one of those faces where she was like, it, it was, she was n- not pleased. All right. <laughs> not pleased. Now she, Taylor Swift's a shit. So I, I, I find it hard to believe that she'd be embarrassed by anyone. Uh, but I think this is one of those moments where she's like, oh, that's my boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, good catch there. Yeah. 
he, Travis Kelsey's insane. Let, let's let's move on now. That's I had to let that out. <laughs> Best tight end ever played the game though. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. If if we had to name just a couple off the top of our heads right now, Cole Brazy, uh, maybe Antonio Gates, maybe Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez is up there. Those are the two biggest names I can think of, honestly. Um, Probably sleeping on one, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Leave it in the comments if we're sleeping at a big time. Let us know. Uh, Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka was a tight end. (laughs) I don't don't know how good he was, though. I just, I, I know him for his coaching. Let's talk about Patty Mahomes here, the half-billion-dollar man. He was the Super Bowl MVP. This was his third one. He's only 28 years old. There's only two other guys who have at least three Super Bowl MVPs. Can you give them to me, Max? Tom Brady. Five. That's the big dog. Easy. Uh, And this guy has three. This guy has three. Shit. Also a quarterback. Also a quarterback. Uh, uh, Joe Montana? You got it. Nice. Okay. Is that it? That was it? Yep. Two guys. Two guys. Nice. The Chiefs are the fourth franchise to win three Super Bowls in the span of five seasons. The Chiefs have appeared in four of the last five Super Bowls. I asked last week, Max, if anybody had done that. I didn't know. I didn't know if anybody had gone to four in five years. Let's not forget about Jim Kelly and the Bills. Going to four straight Super Bowls That's from right. 91 to 94 and losing all four. Lost all four. That sucks, man. That sucks. And like you said, Tom Brady, the GOAT, he did it. He he went five out of seven. So he bookends two, two of those, 15, 17, 18, 19, and 21. He went to five out of seven. Patty's got four out of five right now. Do you think Patty can get five out of seven, six out of seven Super Bowl appearances here? Uh, I, I could definitely see it. Uh, you know, what the Chiefs need for next season is they definitely need some wide receivers. Okay, but I think they got a good running uh, running game with Isaiah Pacheco. Travis Kelsey will come back for another year, definitely, definitely. I, I don't see him retiring anytime soon. Even Noah Gray, uh, the backup tight end, he's actually pretty good too. So they they be in good shape. Their defense looks good. They just got to sign the Chris Jones. I think he's a free agent. So go get him. Your go boy. get him. <laughs> we we posted a video uh, from Travis Kelsey's podcast uh, uh, literally like a couple hours ago. Turns out Chris Jones's dick actually popped out uh, during the, the NFL Combine. They showed it. I posted it. My bad. I actually didn't see it until <laughs> after I posted. And you, YouTube kicked it off. Or, you know, understandable. Yeah. <laughs> understandable. <laughs> no one wants to see a big floppy dick. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I think the Chiefs can do it, man. I think they can. They, they they have all the pieces, and they have the best. Well, they have the the best player in the league, Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. They did it again. They're the, they're a dynasty. Yeah. No no argument about that. And damn it, they they got as good of a shot as anybody to do three in a row. Moving along this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, we got to get into college basketball, Max, because we got a full episode of Ball to Talk here. Let's start with some breaking news out of Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State men's basketball coach Chris Holtman has been fired. Wow. This was his seventh season with the Buckeyes after leaving Butler and taking over for Thad Mata, who is now actually at Butler. Let's not sleep. Let's not sleep on that. That's right. 
Chris Holtman, he was his record through those six plus seasons at Ohio State. He was 137 and 86. This year, 14 and 11 overall, four and 10 in the Big Ten, second ooh. to last in the conference. Ouch. That's, oh, man. Yeah. Mm. They suck this year. Yeah. Let's look at his tournament resume with the Buckeyes. First year there, 2018 tournament. They were a five seed, got bounced in the second round. 2019, they were 11 seed, got bounced in the second round. 2020, there was no tournament, COVID. They were ranked 19th when the season ended. So they were going to be in there. They were going to be in the mix. 2021, they were a two seed max, and they were upset by Max A. Smith's and 15th seed Oral Roberts in the first yeah. round. Two seed going down to a 15 in the first round. Uh, that was Chris Holtman in 2021. So fun to see that stuff. When a 15 seed beats a number two, at, at, uh, that, that's like the coolest upset. I, I technically a 16 seed, it might be the coolest upset, but uh, uh, not to, yeah, you, though. Not not to, to me. <laughs> 2022, the Buckeyes were a seven seed and they got bounced in the second round. Last year, they didn't make the tourney. They were 16 and 19 overall, five wow. and 15 in the Big Ten, second to last. I just read it out there. They didn't make a sweet 16, Max. They didn't get, They didn't make, make a sweet 16. One year, they were a two seed, got bounced by a 15. What do you think about the Buckeyes of Ohio State letting go of Chris Holtman? Uh, yeah. I mean, Ohio State's nothing but disappointing. Uh, ever since they had that championship run back with uh, <laughs> that Mike Conley and uh, who was the big guy? Uh, Come on now. High school teammates, number one pick in the draft over uh, Kevin Durant. Picked him over Kevin Durant. Yes. Bl- Greg Oden. Thank you, Greg Oden. The Greg, big dog. The big dog, and he barely played. I barely played when he went to the NBA. Bad knees. Uh, that was a fun team. It was fun to see that game. Uh, but uh, moving, moving on to the coach. Uh, man, he, he's been nothing but disappointing for Ohio State. This is not Ohio State basketball. Okay, Ohio State basketball is usually a top five team in the Big Ten. At least, at oh, least. Come on. And uh, that season where they lost to Oral Roberts, man, they had EJ Little. They had, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure his name was Washington. Leave it in the comments. But he had an, a miraculous Big Ten uh, tournament run. Because I remember Purdue came back when they were 20 down, tied the game, went to overtime. But then that guy just went off in, the, in overtime and uh, beat Purdue then. But, uh, yeah, the fact that he lost to Oral Roberts with Max Abe. Abe, 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 Abe I keep saying it wrong because it, uh, it's silent. There's, it's silent. It's A-Smiths. Silent. A-Smiths. A-Smiths. A-B-M-A-S. And it's yeah. A-Smiths. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Just like uh, Illinois big man Kofi Coburn. <laughs> Cockburn. Get Where is Kofi? Where is Cockburn? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Who, who the fuck knows? God, that guy was huge. It's amazing <laughs> how a guy like that that's just jacked, huge, seven feet tall, can't even play in the NBA. You know, yeah. it's it's a, how the how the game has evolved that way. It's kind of a bummer. Hopefully he's plays overseas or something, right? He's probably making some money. Anyway, uh Ohio State, it's a bummer for you guys, but I think it's 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 time to move on. It's time to find someone else. And hey, Ohio State's a big time college. They're gonna find someone that wants to fill that position pretty quickly. Yeah, I'll throw out a name, uh, Sean Miller for Xavier. I, uh, I'll, I'll, he's oh. in the area. He's in the area. Nice. I'll throw him yeah. out there. I don't know what kind. I, I don't know any kind of other names you want to throw in there, but uh, Ohio State's gonna attract, gonna attract plenty of people, plenty of people. I like that that call out there. I think that's the front runner. Considering once again how close they are. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. 
Let's move into our AP poll reaction this week and get our Purdue Boilermaker update yeah. from our guy yeah. Max because the Boilers remain number two after kicking the Hoosiers' ass by 20 last weekend. Ooh. Max, you won't believe this one, though. This is the first time that Purdue has whipped IU by 20-plus twice in the same season since 1933. They haven't wow. beat the Hoosiers twice by 20-plus in the same season since 1933. That's what kind of ass-kicking the Hoosiers are taking this year from their in-state rival, the Boilers. What do you got for us? Well, uh, just like Cole Breezy already stated, if you missed last Saturday's bloodbath, uh, I mean, Purdue murdered. They <laughs> murdered Indiana. You saw that red on Indiana's jersey. It's not the colors of the team. It's it's the blood that was shed after Purdue murdered them. Purdue now leads that series 126 to 92. So we have quite the lead now. All right. Uh, in case we don't know, as sports fans, Purdue and IU is a big rivalry in college sports. Okay. We hate IU. IU sucks. Suck it. How about that? Moving on to the game stats. All right. Zach Eady doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing. 26 points, 13 rebounds. He threw in four assists, Cole Breezy. A big guy with four Ooh. assists. Had two big blocks, and he also had a steal. Braden Smith, my guy that I will always talk about until the, until the dance starts, that he has been left off of the Wooden Watch Award. This guy had 19 points, nine rebounds, four assists, and four steals. He plays defense while he's at it. Everyone else, I don't really need to talk about them because they were doing the dirty work. They were playing hard defense, moving the ball around, shooting some big-time threes. It was an awesome game last Saturday. All right, let's talk some season stats real quick, Cole Breezy. Purdue is averaging 85.1 points per game. That's fifth in the nation. Rebounds per game, they're averaging 41.3. That's seventh in the nation. Hello. Assists per game, they're averaging 18.3. That is seventh in the nation. Hello. Field goal percentage, they're shooting 49.1. That is 16th in the nation. Three-pointers, they're shooting 40% from the arc. That is fourth. That is Way better fourth. than last year. Way, Way better, better than last year. Way better. They're and, and this, is the, this is the difference this year. Uh, they're also taking good three-pointers. Like, they're taking wide-open shots. They Because Zach Eady is getting double down low. He's dishing it out to uh, Lance Jones, Braden Smith, and uh, Fletcher Lawyer, and they're just knocking it down. Oh, Mason Gill is coming off the bench. He's shooting at a high percentage uh, from three-pointer, by the way. Uh, man, I'm telling you, these offensive stats are looking outstanding. But, you know, Cobrezi, that doesn't mean anything until we see some wins come March. Am I right? You're right. You're right, and that's what everybody's going to say. That's what I'm going to say. I'll also add in for Zach Eady. Let's not sleep on that first career three-pointer he made against the Hoosiers. <laughs> yes, yes. Nice call out. That was amazing. Oh, God. That was the, that was the, the biggest highlight of the game. We won by 20, but the, the three-pointer by Zach Eady, that's where everyone was lost their freaking minds. Lastly on, sorry, lastly, lastly on the Boilers and Zach Eady. He is one of three Division I players all time. Let me say that again. Zach Eady is one of three Division I players all time with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 200 blocks, and 60% shooting. Wow. One of three players all time. I can't give you the other two, but that's that's rare. That's rare, rare error right there for Zach Eady. Wow. That's that's incredible. That is incredible. Zach Eady, dude, you are 
an outstanding player. I hope that when he goes to the next level that he gets paid big and he gets some big minutes. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a different, definitely a change. But with those stats and the, the numbers, he's, I mean, good. Edie, uh, you were probably my favorite Purdue basketball player of all time. Yeah. Wow. More than and I be. could. Okay. Real quick, real quick. And then we'll move on from Purdue. Is Zach Edie the best Purdue player of all time? He to to go player of the year back to back, which we assume that he's going to do. That has not been done, so I would have to say yes. Pretty, I mean, like maybe the next guy would be the big dog and Glenn Robinson. The big, the big dog is who I was thinking about. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but Zach Eady is also keeps on creeping up for most points ever in Purdue history. Mm-hmm. So be ready for that as we continue with the season. Next team we want to talk about this week are the St. Mary's Gales. The Gales are ranked for the first time since the preseason poll after wins over West Coast Conference foes Pacific and Portland last week. They're currently on a 12-game winning streak. They're 20-6 and overall, 11-0 and in the West Coast Conference. Wow. And they have an 8-0 road record this year. 8-0 on the road. Beast. Oh, no. They have four guys averaging double figures, led by sophomore Aiden Mahaney. He's averaging 14 a game. The Gales, they get it done with their defense, Max. They're allowing 57.7 points per game. That's second in the nation. Mm. They're allowing 38.6% shooting. That's fifth in the nation. They're allowing 4.83s per game. That is tied for third in the nation. They're allowing eight offensive rebounds per game. That is tied for 16th in the nation. They're top 20 in the nation with over 40 boards per game. And they're top 15 in the nation in offensive rebounds per game. They also lead the conference in blocks per game. Okay. They're getting it done here. Their Achilles heel, possibly they don't they don't get to the free throw line enough. Okay. They don't they they don't get to the free throw line enough. But they're second in defensive points, they're fifth in defensive shooting, and they're tied for third in three point uh makes allowed per game. That's that's big time. What do you think about that? At the beginning of the season, they started out slow. Okay, we had a very quick conversation. It was very brief. I just remember it. And we said that St. Mary's is not having a good year. Gonzaga will win it because they always win the West Coast Conference. Okay, it was very brief, but that I remember I said that they and I agreed and you agreed. Yeah, they definitely proved us wrong, Cobrezi, because on a 12 12 game win streak, 11, 12 (laughs) running the West Coast Conference right now. This might be the year that they take down Gonzaga. Have they played yet? No, they haven't. I I believe they did, and they beat them already. Let me see here, boys. Yeah, uh, let me know on that. They uh, won at Gonzaga, sixty-four to sixty-two. Wow! And the return game is on March second, Saturday, March second. That's Ooh. the last game. That's the last weekend of the West Coast Conference. So mark, mark that one on your calendars. I bet that's a late one. Uh, yeah, that, that'll eight, be a fun one to watch. Eight o'clock Mountain Time, ESPN, March second. Nice. Nine o'clock. The I'll be there. I'll the return be there. game. Uh, St. Mary's, they're always there. They uh, coach very well, and they always have a good defense, too. Always have a good defense. So I, I will not sleep on them come uh, come March. Uh, this is looking like a 4-5 seed. Easy. If they keep winning and they win the West Coast Conference, oh, man, we might be. they might slip into a 3. Exactly what I was thinking, a 4-5 right now. They only have four games left. They got Pepperdine tomorrow. That would be a smacking. Four games left? 
They have four games left, Max. We're getting four and a half weeks to Selection Sunday. Oh, my Come goodness. On. I, I, I'm, Come on. I'm sweating, though. Come I'm, on. I'm sweating. The West Coast Conference has four games left, yeah. Wow. So let's be ready for uh, – eh. I might be wrong. That might be six games. Might be okay. six games. Might uh, be wrong. Right. That. Yeah, but they are they are the first comp one of the first conferences that uh, that get the automatic bid. Uh, they they have the their conference tournament. I think they're five one game, of the first. Five games left for uh, for the St. Mary's Gales. Five Damn. games left. Damn. So we're get we're getting down there. Last team we want to talk about in the AP poll reaction this week are the Sycamores of Indiana State. Now, here's a team we've never talked about. You know, last week we had the Gamecocks of South Carolina. We never talked about them before. No. We got a new team here to talk about Indiana State, baby, in Terre Haute. The Sycamores are ranked for the first time since Larry Bird was in school in 1979. 45 years ago, 45 years the Sycamores haven't been ranked. They were on a nine-game winning streak until it was snapped last night at home to Illinois State, 80-67. to 67. This is a bad mm-hmm. loss. A bad loss. Coach Josh Schertz said the team was soft and entitled. Oh, yeah, after the loss. Ouch, ouch. The Sycamores, they're 22-4 and four overall now, 13-2 and two in the Missouri Valley, and they were undefeated at home until this loss. The Sycamore see all five starters averaging double figures led by sophomore Isaiah Swope. He's averaging 17.7 points, three boards, two assists. Let's not sleep on sophomore big man Robbie Avila. He's averaging six, 16 points, seven and a half boards, and four assists. A nice duo right there. Nice. Indiana State, they're averaging 85 points per game. That's tied for seventh in the nation. Wow. They're shooting 50.2% from the floor. That's tied for fourth in the nation. They're making 11.3 threes per game. That's fourth in the nation. Shooting 38.4% from deep. That's 12th in the nation. 78% shooting from the line. That's 17th in the nation. Very nice. And they lead the Missouri Valley in assists per game. Indiana State, you know, their coach said it. They were soft and entitled. They dropped. They dropped that game. They ranked for the first time in 45 years since Larry Bird was walking around fucking campus. Got a big head, and they dropped this game. It's too bad. Do you see Indiana State winning the conference still here, Max, and going dancing for the first time since 2011? I actually hope so. Anytime that I uh, drive home, uh, to go see my family in Northwest Indiana, I have to drive past Indiana State. It's so funny. Uh-huh. Every single time I drive past it, I go, babe, there's Indiana State. Shane. And she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, you know who went there? Like, no, no, Larry Bird. Larry, Larry Bird? Who? I'm like, oh, come on, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I heard of Larry Bird. You never heard of Larry Bird. Fucking Larry Legend. I so uh, I think Indiana State, they needed this. They need that wake-up call, that little slap across the face. Uh, to, to let them know that, hey, yeah, you might be ranked, but now you're going to deal with the big dogs, even though they lost to a little dog team. They, no, no doubt about it. Illinois State is no good. Um, but I will give them the benefit of the doubt on this. Uh, Jason Kent went out last game. This was one of the four stars, six foot, six foot eight, 205 pounder junior. He's averaging 12.7 points. And he's leading the team in 8.3 rebounds. They definitely needed him down low getting those rebounds uh, because they were struggling. They kept on shooting. I, I watched the game last night, everybody. 
They kept on shooting threes, missing a lot of threes, no offensive rebounding, and also on the defensive end. How many stops they were getting, but not getting the rebound. It was, man, it was frustrating to see that. Uh, so you can't win games like that. Coach, I mean, hey, you nailed the right on the head right there because, I mean, yeah, Jason Kent goes down, but you got to step up, man. This is this. It's March. It, here we go. Well, it's coming up. It's coming up. Wake up. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see what happens here with the Sycamores. You know, they got Drake to, to to play with there in the Missouri Valley. So Drake's Drake's been going dancing plenty of times here recently. I'd like to see the Sycamores in there for the first time since 2011. Come on. 2011. Let's see it. Moving along this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, we got a new thing to talk about here. We're probably going to do it two, three minutes every week, but we got the Max Ace Miss Watch because he's climbing up the all-time scoring list amongst college basketball players. He just passed the big O, Oscar Robertson, for 12th all-time. He is the 12th all-time leading scorer in college basketball history, Max. He is now at Texas. For those that don't know, he was at Oral Roberts. He's now at Texas, Max Aismas. He has 2,986 career points. He's averaging 17.7 per game this year. He is 22 points behind Hersey Hawkins, who played at Bradley in the mid-80s. So he's going to pass him next game or within two. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think he's got a shot to challenge for top five, top six here. But we're, we're going to be watching him. He's in the Big 12 now, so he's not, he's not filling it up for Oral, Oral Roberts. But he's got a chance here to, to really get in the top ten. And, you know, we got our boy Doug Mc, your boy Doug McDermott there sitting at number seven. So wow. he's, uh, <laughs> he, he's 64, he's 64 points behind Doug McDermott for okay. seventh, 64 points behind Dougie McBuckets and then 79 points behind number six. So he's, he's got a little he, bit of work to do. 79 points at 17.7 per game. He, yeah, I think he'll get that, but I, I'm what I, I was excited. Cause I thought like, Oh, he's going to be chasing number one score. Uh, no. I don't, I don't think he's getting that. No, he doesn't have five years like Antoine Davis or yeah. uh, or Pistol Pete just killing killing people back in the Pistol day. Pistol Pete played three seasons. Three and he years. leads the league. Well, all time. Sorry, all, all the all time. Three seasons. Get out of here. Three thousand six hundred and sixty-seven points. What a beast for LSU. Point guard. He's a point guard. But watch out for no Max three point Aceless. line. No three point line. <laughs> no Are three you point line. Kidding me? <laughs> no three point line. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for Max Aismith. He's climbing up the leaderboard, 12th all-time scorer in college basketball history. Max, let's get into our Wooden Award player profiles now. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. The Wooden Award announced a couple weeks ago their midseason top 25, so we're doing a breakdown on each player. My two guys are from the Pac-12, the only two guys from that conference this year, the last con- the last year of the Pac-12 conference. Max, give us your first guy, will you? Yeah, man. Why not? Why not? I'll go first. All right. So I'm going to be talking about a guy called John Nell Davis. All right. Out of FAU. Okay. He's a junior guard sitting at six foot four, 203 pounds. Damn. That's a big boy as a guard. Cobra. That's a pretty big boy. Okay. This guy right now at FAU is averaging 18.6 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, 2.6 assists per game. He's shooting 48.9% from the field. He's shooting 47% from three-pointer. 47%. Hey. That's ridiculous. Hey. Uh, 
at the uh, at the free throw line, he's 86.7% at the line, a basic automatic make, and he's averaging 1.7 steals per game, so he does play defense. Now, Janelle Davis, uh, come on now. After hearing those stats, he's a big dog. All right, oh, and if you don't know his name, I mean, you're, I mean, you're going to learn it right now. All right, this junior from Gary, Indiana, which, hey. Indiana. Come on now, quick shout out to Gary, right down the street from my old town of St. John, Indiana. Gary is a shithole, though, by the way. Nice so accent there for it, that, it, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, uh, Northwest Indiana, we do not have accents. We take more of the Chicago vibe, Def- definitely more of a Chicago vibe there. But uh, back to what I was saying about Gary, uh, you know, Gary's kind of a shithole. So, you know, the- Janelle, <laughs> you're the man. Uh, way to use your admirable talent as a basketball player to get you and your family as far away from there as possible because – it's uh yeah it's not pretty there but moving back to basketball florida atlantic university you know they surprised more than likely everyone who isn't an fau fan last season in march madness right right cole breezy oh yeah nine seed oh yeah yeah i mean they were rolling through the dance week after week and they made it to the final four okay okay so you didn't know that everybody uh come on now you got you gotta know these things if you listen to a sports podcast uh but now this season it's a bit of a different story, right? We all thought that they were going to be better considering that, well, everyone came back from last season, but ever since moving to the American conference, they've had some serious struggles against teams. They should no doubt be beating (laughs) Uh, Bryant, Florida Gulf Coast University, Charlotte, and well, recently UAB. These are these blazies. are teams. <laughs> the I, uh, By the way, last episode I, I brought up who's the dragons? Who's the dragons? The Blazers. Okay, it is a dragon. Mascot. Their yeah. mascot is a dragon, but they're yeah. called the Blazers. It might be better if they're called the dragons. Whatever. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but uh, even though they've lost some no-brainers this season, John Nell Davis has shown us that he is an elite player. And if this guy gets hot, I mean. Come on now. Look out for FAU to make another run come March. Huh, Cole Breezy? Yeah, I think they've been ranked all year. I think all they've year. been in the, been the AP poll pretty much all year. Uh, sitting there at 24th, you know, borderline right now. But John, John L. Davis, he's a baller. He put the squad on his back last March. He can score, you know, crunch time. Give him the rock. Watch out. He's long. He's athletic. He, I like John L. Davis. I, yeah. I, I will, I'm, I'm mad that you, you drafted him in the draft. <laughs> my guy this week for the wooden award player profiles is caleb love out of arizona boys nice, nice one six foot four 205 pound senior from st louis missouri his first three years as we know were with north carolina now I, we talked about this before how it's kind of a rare situation here where it might be a positive positive for you know arizona's better for having Caleb Love on the team and North Carolina might be better for Caleb Love leaving, you know, mm-hmm. both, teams, both teams might be uh, benefiting from Caleb Love transferring. Yeah. He's averaging 18.9 points per game this year. That's a career high fourth in the pac 12. He's averaging 5.1 rebounds per game. That's a career high previous career career high was 3.7 boards. So mm. he's really up that. Averaging 3.3 assists per game, dishing a little bit. Shooting 43% from the floor, that's a career high. Shooting 86% from the line, that's a career high. Very nice. And he's shooting 35% from deep. He's been very consistent. He's scored in double figures 
in all but one out of 24 games, and that one was nine points. He had nine points against Southern. Very consistent this year. Mm-hmm. He had a season-high 36 points at Oregon on 12, 12 of 18 shooting, 18 shots to get 36 points. That's not the Caleb Love we knew at North Carolina, is it? Mm-mm. This dude's athletic. He's tough. I, I can see this guy being another, you know, former Tar Heel point guard in the NBA, NBA, Arizona point guard in the NBA. I like Caleb Love. He's out of having a career year for the Wildcats, looking to go to another Final Four like he did a couple years ago with the Tar Heels. What do you think yeah. about Caleb Love? Uh, Caleb Love is um he's the man. He he's he's a great player. Uh, well said about him leaving UNC because they had some bad blood there. Those Tar Heels, they had some bad blood, and so he goes over to Arizona. A lot of accents tonight. A lot of accents. <laughs> Texas, Indiana, North Carolina. I, I got a bunch of them. I got a bunch of them. <laughs> um, but uh, going over to Arizona, I don't even know what an Arizona accent is. I, I should look that one up. I don't think they have one. Uh, maybe, probably. I don't know. Uh, oh, damn, it's hot out here. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, anyway, uh, thank you, Caleb Love, for actually saving Arizona after losing Azulas to Bellas, and then everyone thought that maybe Arizona would drop down a little bit. No, I mean, they're looking looking very good. They might be better than the team that they had last year, to be perfectly honest. So, uh He's having a great season, and yeah, a, a score. I mean, what a what a scorer! I saw him drop over thirty something points against Purdue this year. He was a stud. He's great. He's great. Who's your next guy this week, Maxwell? All right, let's go ahead and move on over to a team that. Ooh, man, they're fighting for the bubble. They're fighting for the bubble, or at least you know to squeeze in somehow. I got PJ Hall, the senior center from uh Clem- the Clemson Tigers sorry he's six foot ten 238 pounds okay big boy he's big a big boy. dog and beef. he's having a hell of a season hell Not of a beef. season oh, yeah uh excuse me he's averaging 19.9 points per game that's 31st in in the league he's averaging 7.3 rebounds per game 1.7 assists per game he's shooting 49.7 percent from the field shooting 30.6 percent from three-pointers i didn't know this big dog shot three-pointers to be honest cobrizi uh this big dog also at, uh, is shooting 80.7 percent from the free throw line that's pretty high for a big dog yeah and then blocks per game he is average of 1.8 now pj pj hall might very well be a top five player in the acc if not top three i mean come on am i right cobrizi oh yeah Definitely uh, with Baycott and R.J. Davis, mm-hmm. maybe Filipowski in there. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. But, yeah, I, P.J. Hall's in that mix for first team all ACC, no doubt. Hell, yeah. Uh, this guy's in his senior season and, I mean, is going on a tear. Definitely his best season he's ever had because he's trying to squeeze his Clemson Tigers into the playoffs. They currently hold a 16-7 and seven record and are sitting eighth in the ACC. I mean, that's not going to do it when you're eighth in the ACC. So they definitely have some work to do uh, before March hits, but they are going to become sweaty, and not from the changes of season come March, right? right but from the anxiety they're going to have in the ACC tournament that could dictate whether they are dancing their way into March or not. All right. Right. Cobrezi. If you're eighth in the ACC going into the ACC tournament, Oh my goodness. You are sweating because you know, you're going to have to win some games in order to make the dance. Okay. You got to start winning now before the tournament. So 
Uh, also, the ACC, really quick, it's better than we think. Okay, there are eight teams right now that are potentially squeezing into the dance. Okay. Oh, I'll take the under by far. You'll take the okay, okay. I'll I'm take looking the under at, eight. You'll take the under eight. All right, all right. Well, I, I'm looking at the records. It, uh, all these eight teams have at least 16 wins. That's pretty decent. Okay, pretty decent. All right, but although I do believe they need to win uh, the the Clemson Tigers, they need to win at least 20 games this season to make it. With PJ Hall leading the way, I think we can expect these Tigers to squeeze into the dance. Maybe they're an 11 seed playing on that first uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday Wednesday scenario. I think that might be their, their best bet. But hey, who knows? Maybe they get that 10 seed and they just you know cruise into the dance. Cruise, okay. cruise. I think Clemson's in there. I think Clemson's in there. Yeah, uh, I, I, but, I think they got the players. But, but not uh, not comfortably, not comfortably by no, any no. means. Definitely, yeah. Pitting. They're going to be pitting. Oh, yeah. Last guy for this week's Wooden Award Player Profiles. Coming out here to Boulder, Colorado, the Buffaloes. Point guard K.J. Simpson. Oh. He's six foot two, 190 pound junior from West Hills, California. He's averaging 19.4 points per game. That's a career high. That's third in the Pac-12. Averaging 5.4 rebounds per game. That's a career high. 4.6 assists per game. That's a career high. 1.8 steals per game. That's a career high, and that's tied for third in the Pac-12. He's shooting 49% from the floor, 90% from the free throw line. Ooh, that's nice. 43% from deep. Those are all career highs. Notice I said 43% from deep. Yeah. Uh, his, his freshman and sophomore years, 25 and 27. 25 and 27. That's getting wow. in the gym. That's getting in the gym, getting shots up. Talking about a most improved player right here, KJ Simpson. Nice call. He scored in double figures in all but one out of 24 games this year. The one he didn't was he had nine points against USC. His best game this year was probably against Washington. He had 21 points, 10 boards, and seven assists. Almost mm. a triple-double. Jeez Louise. Wow. This, might, this guy might be the one hooper that no one's talking about. Mm. Okay, he, he's got... He's got better numbers than uh, Caleb Love, who we just talked about. Pac-12 Player of the Year, that you, that might be up in the running, but Arizona's got the better team. I'll go with Caleb Caleb Love, but KJ Simpson, point guard for the Colorado Buffaloes. A lot of people aren't talking about him. Uh, definitely a guy that I didn't know much about until you started talking about him early this season. Like you texted me, "Hey, what do you know about KJ Simpson?" Like. <laughs> I don't know I don't, what team. What team? You're like the Buffaloes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's I don't keep <laughs> exactly. We texted. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't keep up with the Buffaloes. I'm not in Colorado, but I understand that you got the updates there. And this guy's having a hell of a season. After you told me a little bit about him, I, I definitely been looking him up. Fun guy to see. I like that little uh, run between him and Caleb Love for Player of the Year in the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is pretty weak, fairly weak at maybe Oregon. Maybe, you know, uh, we had like what? Maybe the Washington State. Uh, could Cougars, maybe... are make... Cougars are in there right now. Yeah, in there yeah. Right now. I think they're uh, t- uh, they're not leading the Pac-12, are they? Arizona. No? It is Arizona? Arizona? Okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah so okay, what's the, but the bummer about the Buffs right now, though, they, they're another team that is sweating. Okay, oh, they got to no. make a run in this Pac-12. Uh, maybe go to a championship game against Arizona in order to squeeze into the dance because they they had some bad losses this year. 
Last topic this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. We got to get into our college basketball game picks. Max, we got four juicy boys to break down right now. First one on Saturday, 1 o'clock Mountain Time on Fox. We got the number four Marquette Golden Eagles at 19 and 5, 10 and 3 in the Big East. They're going on the road to take on the top ranked Huskies of UConn. Ooh. We're 23 and 2, 13 and 1 in the Big East. This is a top four battle on Fox. The Huskies of UConn have won 13 in a row after smacking Georgetown by 25 at Georgetown and beating DePaul tonight. All five starters for the Huskies are averaging double figures with three guys over 14 a game. Cam Spencer, 15.3. Tristan Newton, 15.2. Alex Caravan, 14.7. Tough stretch for UConn coming up as they go to Creighton next Tuesday after this one. Looking at Marquette. They've won eight in a row nice. after winning at Butler last night and coming back from 15 down and winning by 11 against St. John's. They were down 15 and beat St. John's by 11. That's impressive. That's impressive. The Golden Eagles. They ha- Are they the Screaming Eagles or the Golden Eagles? Golden. Are they- They're the Golden Eagles, yeah. Somebody's the Screaming Eagles. Indi- Southern Indiana? Southern Indiana might be the Screaming Eagles. Mm-hmm. But the Marquette Golden Eagles, they have four guys averaging double figures while also having three guys over 14 a game, just like the Huskies. Tyler Kolick at 16.1. Excuse me. Cam Jones at 14.3. And Oso Iguodaro also at 14.3. These two teams are the class of the Big East. You know, you got Creighton there, but Creighton's down a tier, at least for me, from these two top teams. Max, where are you going at? with this Big East battle, top four matchup on Saturday. This is the best game in the Big East, uh, mm. definitely this season. Oh, have it on your have it on your TV. I'm definitely going to have it on. I am still going to go with UConn, though, those Huskies. I don't think it's going to be an upset. These, these Huskies are for real, okay? It's been a long time since we've seen back-to-back championship. I know it's early to say, but this – UConn is damn good. I, I mean, it's going to be – I know you're excited, Cole Breezy, because Kansas beat them this year on, on their home court. That's, that's a great win, great win. Uh, but, man, UConn, I don't, I don't know if they're going to lose again before March or before the dance. <laughs> that's, all, that's, that's all I got to say. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a close game. It might come down to the last shot. But I, I could definitely take Cam Spencer uh, to, or uh, – or uh, Newton to take that game-winning shot uh, any day of the week. So I got UConn. Who do you got, Cobrizi? I got to go with you there. You got to go with the home team here in this toss-up. Uh, yeah, UConn. You know, I, they got Marquette here. I talked about Creighton next week at Creighton. Villanova and, Seton, Villanova and Seton Hall at home. And then go on the road, return game to Marquette, and at Providence to end the season. So that's it's it, – it's going to be interesting there. Definitely could run the table, but I got UConn with you there, Max. The Huskies, whew, they're looking strong. Next game on Saturday, 2 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN. The number six ranked Kansas Jayhawks sitting at 19-6, and 7-5 and five in the Big 12. They go on the road to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the 25th ranked Sooners of Oklahoma. They're 18-7, and 6-6 six and six in the Big 12. Max Kansas just got pounded, pounded. at Texas, Texas Tech on Monday night, seventy-nine to fifty. 
79 to 50. Bill Self ejected. I don't know if you saw that. He got he got ran uh, reportedly first time at Kansas. First time he got ejected at Kansas. And this is a kind of a recurring theme here in the Big 12 with big time coaches. Just last week, Kelvin Sampson at Sampson at Houston got ejected. Scott Drew at Baylor first career ejection. Big 12 uh big time coaches are getting run right now. Uh interesting. Getting hot. It's getting hot in the Big 12. Dude, getting you guys in- yeah. Oh, everyone's getting fired up in the Big 12. I, I was just looking at the conference before uh, before the show. Well, I don't know what, maybe 10, 12 teams gonna, might be making the damn dance. A record. Oh, my goodness. It'll be a fucking record this oh, year. Oh, my goodness. Um, running the tables right now, this this league. Uh, whew, it's going to be uh, fun. The Kansas Jayhawks, they've lost two of three and are four and four in their last eight. All those losses are coming on the road. Still undefeated at home this season. Haven't had the Big 12's leading scorer, Kevin McCuller, in three of our last five games. He has not played. Bone bruise in his knee. He's hurting. Dewan Harris. Dewan Harris, he tweaked his ankle against Baylor. He was banged up in this one. You know, we we talk about the depth for my Jayhawks, how there's no bench. There's four or five guys. If someone gets hurt, someone gets in foul trouble going to lose the game and that's exactly what we saw here 79 to 50 mm-hmm. at texas tech let's look at oklahoma real quick they're all over the place they win one they lose one they win two they lose two they got pounded last night at baylor they got three guys averaging double figures led by Javion. Javion, yeah Javion mccollum upcoming for the sooners they got four top 12 teams within a five game stretch they're playing four top 12 teams within a five game stretch for the sooners so they need to get them when they can especially at home this one's in norman oklahoma do you see kansas's road struggles continuing against the sooners max really quick is uh mcculler is mcculler back uh no word no, no word. word. Don't know. No word. No word. As we sit here right now on Wednesday night, no word on Kevin. Man, Kevin McCuller. Um, oof. They need him. They definitely need him. Okay, you already brought it up, but I am going to still go Kansas because I find it very hard to believe that they're going to lose two in a row. I just I find it very hard to believe. Okay, so I'm not I'm not betting against Kansas uh, this week, regardless if McCullers playing or not. They'll figure it out. Okay, that's 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 all I got to say, man. Texas Tech, that lost. Oh, man. Texas Tech, there's two teams in the Big 12 that are just gritty, and they just get India. It is Texas Tech, and it's TCU. Okay, those are the teams that are just like, oh, man, that defense is just what so tight. What about West Virginia? What about West Virginia? West, the Pokemon, they suck. All right, they suck. That was a terrible loss, by the way, by Kansas. That was terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad loss. Um, that's all I got. What, what, uh, what do you got? What did this game go, Are you going against your Jayhawks? To your point, Max, the Jayhawks have not lost two in a row this season, and I got to be with you on that one. I see a bounce-back game here with or without Kevin McCuller. You know, Hunter Dickinson, he's been held he, he's been held down a little bit. He hasn't been playing like a wooden award player, mm. okay? He has a big game Saturday against Oklahoma. Hunter Dickinson, going to be going to be a couple rim-rattling dunks. Watch out. Mm. Another game on Saturday that we want to break down here, 4 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN. The 22nd-ranked Kentucky Wildcats sitting at 17-7, and 7-4 in the SEC. They go on the road to take on the 13th-ranked Auburn Tigers, oh. sitting at 20-5 and 9-3 and and in the SEC. 
Max College Game Day is going to be at be at this one. It's going to be a two hour special starting at eight o'clock Mountain Time. First two hour edition of College Game Day this season. So put your put your belts on for that one. Auburn they have they only have two guys averaging double figures, led by big man Janai Broom. They get it done with their defense. We know that. Yep. They had an impressive win over Bama last Wednesday, but then fell at Florida by 16 on Saturday before smacking South Carolina tonight in a game that we broke down last week. They beat the shit out of the Gamecocks tonight. That, that nice. was over, over from the jump. Auburn. This one's at home. Okay. Kentucky's going on the road here. Auburn is 43-2 and two at home over the last three seasons. Wow. 43 and two at home. Seasons. Holy shit. <laughs> Let's look at Kentucky. They lost at home to Gonzaga on Saturday to give them to give them their first three game losing streak inside of Rupp Arena. First time ever in, inside of Rupp Arena. They've lost three in a row. Rupp Arena was built in 1976, but they rebounded to beat Ole Miss last night by 12. Kentucky, they have five guys averaging double figures, led by Antonio Reeves. He's averaging 19.4 points per game. Max Kentucky shaky. Yeah. It's because, it's because their defense is fucking terrible. According to Ken Palm, defensive efficiency, 104th. 104th. Can, can they get this one done on the road at Auburn, a place where the Tigers are 43 and 2 over the last three seasons? No. No, they cannot. Okay, this is going to be the only way they can beat Auburn is if they were to play defense. Okay, because Kentucky has a good, decent offense. Don't get me wrong. They have a good offense, but they're going up against one of the best defensive teams in the league. Okay, so in order to try to balance the score, because they're going to Auburn's going to be all over them. Okay, they're going to get rebounds. They're going to get steals. They're going to get blocks. Uh, you better play some defense on the other end. I'll tell you right now, and being 104th, dude, Auburn has got this in the bag. Go Tigers. We're three for three, Max. I'm sorry out there. People out there, not a lot of debate tonight. Kentucky, I mean, not winning at home. You're not winning on the road. Yeah, you're 17 and seven, seven and four in the SEC. You're you're in there. You're you're lucky to be ranked. I'll give you that. You're you're lucky to be ranked 22nd right now because you're you're sitting at what's uh, tied for fifth in the SEC. You're looking up at a couple teams here. Kentucky's going dancing for sure, but I see him dropping this game with you, Max. I, Auburn, that that home court, what we saw tonight against South Carolina, my goodness. The game Gamecocks had no tempo. They had no rhythm. It was rowdy in there, okay? And the record shows it. The yeah. record shows it. Last game we want to break down this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast next Monday. Flip the calendar next Monday, 5 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPNU. We got a top 10 matchup, baby. Top 10, the Cyclones of Iowa State. 19-5, and 8-3 in the Big 12. They're going on the road to Houston. Ooh. So right now, 21-3, 8-3 in the Big 12. These two teams are currently in a tie for first place in the Big 12. If they hold, If they hold and take care of business on Saturday, winner of this one's going to be Alone at the top of the standings, boys. These are the top. These are two of the top three defenses in the nation, according mm-hmm. to Ken Palm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Houston, number three. Iowa State, number one. I got that backwards. Houston's number one. Iowa State's number three. 
Houston, the Cougars, they host Texas Saturday. Should get that one done, a little in-state rival there. They've won seven of their last eight after winning at Cincinnati by five on Saturday. That one loss in there was that ass beating at Kansas. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget about that one. Cougars have three guys averaging double figures led by LJ Cryer. The Iowa State Cyclones, they host Texas Tech Saturday. Now, Texas Tech, you know, they they just pounded Kansas, but that was mm-hmm. at Texas Tech. This one is at Iowa State, where Iowa State is damn good. Mm-hmm. The Cyclones, they've won three in a row and six of seven after winning at Cincinnati by nine last night. That was a solid win. They got four guys averaging double figures led by Keyshawn Gilbert's 13.8 points per game. Max, do the Cyclones get this one done? over Kelvin Sampson, L.J. Cryer, and Jamal Shedd in Houston. Oh, my goodness. This is, oh, man, what a fun matchup against two of the top defensive teams in the game. Oh, man. Uh, oh, flip. Can, can we just, should we just flip a coin? Should we just flip it? Yeah, maybe we just flip. I'm going to go with the best player on the court in L.J. Cryer. I am going to go Houston. He is the best player on the court. He's the best scorer on the court anyway. Uh, Tough pick, but also the home court advantage, you got to give to Houston on that. But it is going to be a tight game considering how tight a defense they play. Mm. Two of the top three defenses in the nation. Houston is 13-0 at home this year. Toss-up games, you know, you got to lean to the home team, and especially this year where all these all these big-time teams are getting beat on the road. You know, it's tough to tough to get a tough to beat a solid team on the road this year. And I feel like more than ever, we're four for four locked in on these college game picks this ah. week. I gotta go the 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 Houston Cougars. Houston, I gotta go Houston with you. They're 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 tracking closer and closer to a one seed with every win here. The, the the Cougars again yeah. with probably with another one seed. Yeah, one or a two. I don't see it going any further than that, or you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> lower, lower than that. All right, Maxie, that was our podcast for this week. The Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, hell of an episode breaking down that Super Bowl. That was that was a solid game. You know, a little snoozer in the first half, but we woke up in the second half. Anytime you can get an overtime game, what more can you ask for? And, of course, we got into our college basketball talk this week, as we will be college basketball podcast throughout the month of March. Max, what do you got for us and all, all these new people that are possibly listening tonight? Well, hey, uh, everyone, if you are big college basketball fans, who, who's your what's your college? Who's your favorite team? Leave it in the comments. Let's see. Who's alma mater? Yeah, who's your alma mater? Yeah, who is that alma mater he is? Uh, put it in the comments, okay? Let's let's talk about them a little bit. Let's see if they're going to make the dance, okay? Maybe your teams are one of those Cinderella's. I love a good Cinderella story. We all do. Uh, let's see what Cinderella's are going to happen this year that we might not be talking about. It'd be fun to see if there's a team that you guys know that we're not talking about. Come on, bring it on, bring it on here to the podcast leave it in the comments but thank you everybody for coming out we appreciate all of you please like comment and continue to subscribe all of you big time subscribers uh boosting us up to f- over 500 uh today Woo! big accomplishment for us we're over 500 now and we want to thank you guys for that uh, uh please please uh, we, we we want to continue to continue to bring the support uh, you can also find us once again on iHeartRadio, spotify Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Is that Spotify? 
Apple Pocket, did I say it at all? Whatever. We always do that. But yeah, doesn't <laughs> Who matter. Knows? Who Don't knows? Matter. Find us. Google us. Yeah, yeah, just type it in. Don't tell mama. Don't you tell your mama. I'll tell you right now. Do, do you think Travis Kelsey's mom tells him something? Say, hey, you know, Travis, you got to turn it down a notch. On you got to, you know. His pot or just in general? I think just in general. I think, you know, you're kind of embarrassing me and Taylor. You know, I'm no, really because, gonna, I'm really because she's in the chunky commercials also. She's she's reaping the benefits, so she don't mind. All that free uh, Chunky's Campbell soup. She gets a bunch of ca- free Campbell soup for life. For life. Good for you, huh? Well, I, uh, I mean, on a cold day, and a cold day in Missouri, sure, I'm sure that, that, that keeps you warm. 